Hey, welcome to the Small Talk Podcast. I'm Mike Smalligan. Today we have Richard France Coe, who is the Smalligan Real Estate Team's productivity coach who helps onboard new agents to the team. Welcome to the podcast today, Richard. How are you doing? Uh, good, Mike. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So um, let's start a, out a little bit about how you uh, became part of the team and uh, what your role today is currently. Sure. So I started about four and a half years ago as an agent. I was in the process of buying a house in Grand Rapids. I was um, working at college at the time, and I was interested in real estate mostly because I had a less than seller um, experience purchasing a home. I think that's a situation for a lot of people. Yeah. So I basically, you know, struggled to have good communication with the lender and with uh, sort of an agent that was representing me. It was kind of a unique yeah, situation. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I don't need to get into all the details there. But um, basically, my my wife suggested that I consider becoming an agent. Yeah. And I talked to a number of different teams, a number of different solo agents, and I settled on working with with you and with the team. Well, I appreciate you that you did. Um, so what has it been now? Um, a little over three years or has it been longer than that? It's like four and a half. Wow. I guess time flies when you're having fun. So, um, you now have a different role with the team. Uh, explain that a little bit. Yeah. So I guess a little over a year ago now, um, I started as a coach trainer. Um, I guess the title and role is kind of in process as we figure out what that looks like, but a, lot, a large part of my role is helping newer agents and um, more seasoned agents grow their business, learn how to connect better in with leads, with the people that we're attempting to do business with, um, get more organized, kind of grow themselves and their business in whatever direction they want to grow into. So one of the best things about real estate is that you you know can really grow into whatever type of agent you want to be. And so you know I try to help people lean into their strengths and to do real estate in a way that makes sense to and for their personality and their strength. So, um, yeah, a lot of it is about helping individuals succeed in the type of business that they want to have. And so we have, you know, systems and structures and, um, certain levels that we want people to not necessarily levels, but we have like, um, you know, Things that we want people to do, goals that we hold people to. But within that, there's a lot of different ways that you can go about achieving those things. So yeah. we want to help people achieve their goals, but how you get there is kind of up to you and the way that you do it. Um, you can lean on your strengths as you achieve your goals. So the, uh, one of the reasons I selected you for this position, or I felt like you would be a good fit, was because of your ability to... Um, work with people at different levels, and then also how you explain things uh, in a way that is is uh, like a teacher, right? So, and um, you also were always very good at lead nurture and lead follow up. Um, how is that important for a new agent getting started? Like, what what is what does that mean for somebody? Yeah, so I think a lot of times people think that if you sort of just ask people for their business that eventually they'll kind of like succumb to you. And I think we see that a lot as real estate agents with the like healthcare texts that we get. So, you know, if you're in the yeah. business, you'll get these texts a lot. You know, if you're just a regular consumer, you probably get, you know, a multitude of other type of like spammy texts from people. And essentially what they're saying to you and like, 
a multitude of different ways is give me your business, right? Like give me your business this way, give me your business that way. Like, but they're not really offering you any value. There's kind of like a sales pitch here, a sales pitch there. They're saying it in a thousand different ways, but at the end of the day, what they're saying is give me your business. And right. so I think when people think of sales, often that's what they think of, right? Is somebody pitching them a product or a service, but they're not necessarily offering something to someone that could potentially help them, or it's not leading with, you know, a value adding thing. It's a pitch that's designed to help the salesperson. Yeah, for so. sure. I didn't think of it that way with those um, insurance text messages we get almost daily uh, and comparing that to like a real estate agent getting started in the business, because that's definitely not how I do things. But I do think that's how people sometimes act, right? When they want a sale, they'll just say, hey, buy something, buy something, buy something. And eventually they feel like they'll wear you down until you buy something or they're just going to stop um, following you on Facebook or they're going to ignore your text or, you know, block your phone number. Totally. So, Exactly. And so I think, you know, with those people, it's a great example because on the one hand, like even if you did really want those services, like how would you go about selecting someone from that list? Right. Like they're all basically doing the same thing. So right. if we're doing the same thing as all those other agents, essentially just sending spam texts, like how do we stand out? But then so to separate yourself from the competition is one thing, but then to begin to actually add in value and to care about people as more than just a paycheck or more than just a name and a phone number is where you start to get into actually adding value and seeing someone as a human being rather than just a name and a phone number and somebody that you're essentially, you know, saying, give me your business to right. over and over. Yeah, it's um, I think that's one of the biggest things for new agents to learn is, is how to bring value to the conversation and not just ask for business, right? Like you got to give to receive. Exactly. So what is one of the biggest hurdles that you see for new agents getting into the business? Is it um, building the database, finding clients, uh, learning the material? Like wh where are you seeing the biggest struggle? I think agents not on our team is often opportunities, right? So if you start out, um, you know, I think it's opportunities and then understanding the market and understanding where the opportunities within the market are. So opportunities in terms of, you know, finding people that want to work with you and then finding opportunities within the current market conditions. Right. So right. I remember before I got into real estate, I worked at Starbucks and there was an agent that was um, still in the business. We know them now. And he would come into the, our, you know, coffee shop. And I remember saying to him, like, this is 2008. And he was like doing well still. And I was like, how are you still selling houses? And he was like, well, there's lots of opportunities now. Like if you're a first time home buyer, like it's a great time to buy. And I was very much in the national narrative of like, oh, doom and gloom, like nothing sure. working, you know? We're in a similar situation now, right? Exactly. So he, my, my mindset as just a regular guy in 2008 was like, oh, real estate is terrible. And then this guy comes in and he's like, actually, if you position yourself the right way as an agent or as a buyer, it's a great time to buy. And I was like, oh, like, I had no idea. So I think for agents first starting out, they don't know where to get leads. They, they're not sure how to grow their business. And then they don't understand how to take advantage and use the market conditions to grow their business. 
And then I think on our team and with a team like ours, the challenge is to organize yourself, to take yourself seriously and to figure out how to go from what we're talking about saying, give me your business in a thousand different ways to, you know, here I am as a professional. I believe in myself. I believe in what I have to offer. And I'm going to begin offering you things rather than asking you to work with me. Sure. So um, you do uh, conversations with other agents. And is, is that kind of the uh, consistent message that you're getting? They don't have enough opportunities? Yeah. Are they, they're confused as to how and why their business has slowed down. Like, or they'll, they just, they know that the market is cool. They know that there are fewer sales. They're, they're concerned and they're confused, but they're not really sure how or why those things have happened or how they can address those issues. So I think a lot of people go to the easy one, which is technology. Like they'll be like, I just don't understand technology or I know I need to make videos, but I'm not doing it or all the yeah. kids are on TikTok. Um, and I think those are partly true, but I think also um, it, it often, in my opinion, boils down to, again, not knowing how to take advantage of the market conditions. So like we have just as an example, like so many houses sitting right now in the Grand Rapids metro area, right? Like why are people not promoting those more for their clients? And there's a disconnect, right, between like what's happening in the market and what agents are doing and what the average consumer knows and understands about what to do right now. Like, why would you not want to encourage buyers to get into the market right now? And so I think often it's even the seasoned agents get into these ruts and into the mindset of like the fall is slow, the winter is slow. I'm waiting for the spring when everybody yeah. comes out to buy a house. Um and then they, they don't know how to pass on that energy of like, it actually is a good time to buy. Like you can work within a seasonal market all year round if you stay consistent and if you can shift your work according to the seasons. Yeah, definitely your perception becomes your reality, right? No matter what you think, if you think it's going to suck and you think you're going to be slow, that's what's going to happen. And if yeah. you think you're going to do well and you put the work in and you're consistent, you have the right guidance, you're going to do well, right? If you have, have the resources to do that. So I, I've received a lot of questions uh, regarding, can I get into real estate as a part-time agent or a full-time agent? Um, what do you see the challenges for somebody getting in as a part-time agent? Yeah. So I, you know, we, I have a fair amount of people that I talk to on a regular basis that are interested in getting into real estate. And often people think that they want to start out part-time and see how it goes. And I used to be more like, yeah, kind of see what happens. And now I'm sure. just like, man, like, I, I almost challenge them to just think about that from a different level. Um, like, how are you going to possibly learn an entire new industry and stand out in our you know, MLS where there's 3000 some odd agents when you're just dinking around part-time, like, how are you going to compete? How are you going to add value to somebody's search? How are you going to keep up with this changing industry? How are you going to, you know, present yourself in a fashion that you're not just going to get overwhelmed and blown out of the water. And like I say to people all the time, like, this is a super easy industry to get into, right? Like you need to be 18 years old and have no felonies related to lying. 
Like that's a pretty like low bar. Yeah. Yeah. But if you look at how hard it is to be successful and the percentage of people that make it, like those are very different bars, right? So like why apply yourself at 10% when it takes like obviously a hundred percent to succeed? Or I'll just say to people, like, if you're doing 10 hours a week and I'm doing 40 or 50, it's obviously just going to take you like four or five times as long to get to where somebody else is getting to. And if you're a solo agent working part time and I've got a team of people that's working full time and they're receiving coaching and training and mentoring and transaction coordination and they're like in touch with all of our vendors and preferred contacts like how are you going to compete with that? I'm not saying that to discourage them from getting into the industry, but to say like, get a plan together. Like sure. and if you want to do this part-time as a solo agent, that's fine. But at least think through the reality of your situation and like position yourself for success because if it's a competitive industry and you're coming into a challenging reality that you should be prepared for. And you don't just watch a few videos on YouTube and like go to the courthouse with 50 grand and start making a million bucks. Like it's just, it's hard work and it's discipline and consistency and there's really no other way around it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, thinking you know how to do something and actually knowing that you know how to do something are totally two different things. Uh, Recently, I tried to um, install a handrail into concrete Right. And I've never drilled into concrete before. So I watched a YouTube video and I'm like, that looks easy enough. I've used a drill. I know what I'm doing. Right. It took me three trips over to that house and like four different sets of screws. I had to buy a new drill, a new set of drill bits. And by the end of it, I'm like, I shouldn't just watch YouTube videos and think that I know what I'm doing. Next time I'm gonna hire somebody that's a professional, right? So people get into this business for freedom and flexibility and unfortunately that's the same reason a lot of people get out of the business, right? So the top um, 10% of the agents in our market do 90% of the business. Why do you think that is? I think probably a large part of it is that like the opposite of the flexibility is that they're consistent and they show up to work every day and they have schedules. Yeah, like, it's really, really hard to do this business at a high level without personal like accountability and structures and systems and schedules and like personal motivation. Right. So no matter how much like anybody believes in you or pours into you or gives you those things at the end of the day, you've got to do them for yourself. Sure. And so I think most I, I would be shocked if all of those high performing people didn't have schedules and plans and, you know, consistent things that they were doing every day, even if it's just going to the office and, or showing up at at work, whatever that looks like, they're in their chairs, they're making calls, they're doing whatever they need to do every day. Yeah. There's just no way around that. Right. Like if you had a nine to five, like, no one would be like, yeah, I just go to work sometimes. Like that's like any high performer in any industry shows up to work every day. And yep. like, for whatever reason, I think people in real estate are like, yeah, if I used to say to people on the recruiting calls all the time, like the danger is flexing yourself out of work. Like you can be flexible 
And then you just flex yourself out of working and then you flex yourself out of a job because essentially when you first start out, like you're applying for a job every day, like most of your job is applying for jobs. So like you can't not do that and expect to get paid. Like there's just no way around that. Yeah. So I, when I got out of my nine to five, which was really never a nine to five because I was a business owner, right? But it was essentially a nine to five. Um, I got into real estate thinking that I would have control of my own schedule, which I do, but I have goals for myself. So I, I actually work more than I did when I had a nine to five on my real estate business. Um, so kind of while we're on that topic, um, when somebody is interviewing, uh, with real estate brokers or teams, uh, give me some ideas as what people should be asking or kind of the, um, the perspective they should have when interviewing with other brokerages or teams. Yeah, that's a good question. I think often people's first questions are around splits and like, how much am I going to make, which is fine. Like I, I get why people ask those questions. But I think it makes more sense to ask around like what type of systems you guys have in place, what type of, you know, coaching, training, mentoring, um, you know, what does it look like to succeed on your team? How does how is growth measured? Like, what are the opportunities for advancement? Like that sort of thing, because, again, to me, a lot of real estate involves planning and who you're working with. You know, it's very logical to think like if you want to get to point C and ABC, you know, you hang around people that are at level A, then level B, then level C. And it's very helpful to have people at different levels that you can sort of, you know, mirror their behavior, find out what they're doing to get to their spot or whatever. So I think, you know, if you're interviewing for a position on a team or you are joining a brokerage, having people at those different levels that you can spend time with and see their habits and their practices and that type of thing can be super helpful. So I think um, my advice would be that you're you're asking them kind of hard questions about their style and trying to get a sense of their culture, their values, and does that align with you? You know, do you want a lot of structure and accountability? Do you want to essentially run your own business? Um, you know, what is your personality? What is their personality? What are you looking for? How are they going to give you leads? Do you have a good sphere? You know, are you going to be working with your friends and family? that type of thing. And so I think that is a lot more important than questions around splits or, you know, that sort of thing, which I think is makes sense that people are going to lead with that. But I think the values and the the personality, the energy, the spirit of the team is often more important. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned something kind of casually in that, that uh, uh, message, but you said working with, not for, right? So and I think that's an important uh, differentiator, right? When you're a real estate agent on a team or with a brokerage, you're not working for that brokerage you're working with there. So there should be some reciprocal action. So like what, what types of things should somebody expect from a team versus a brokerage? Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a huge spectrum, right? So a a brokerage may offer a lot of training. They may not, um, a team may offer a lot of training. They may not. So I think, again, it's kind of like finding the level of that type of thing that you want or need or think that you need or whatever and finding where you're going to fit within that. 
And again, it's also taking advantage of the opportunities, right? So just because the brokerage offers a lot of training doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily show up to it. So I think a large part of it boils down to, again, the individual recognizing their need for that and actually taking advantage of it, right? So, I mean, we offer lots of different training on our team. The brokerage offers a lot of different training, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to say to themselves, like, I take myself and my business seriously enough to, you know, apply this and learn it and, you know, give it to my clients. So, yeah, um, yeah I think to me, it makes a lot of sense to look for a brokerage, to look for a team that values education, that really wants their agents to represent them well in the community. So to me, that's a high value. But I think, you know, it, it kind of depends on the individual and their skill level, their knowledge level, where they're going to find the best fit or whatever. But to me, it does make a lot of sense to look, look for a team, look for a brokerage that values education and training. And that really is ahead of the curve, right? So there's often changes in the industry. There's often, you know, best practices that are a ways down the road. And if you can find people that are anticipating those or at least adapting to the reality of those changes, it's often going to make a lot more sense, right? So if you're ahead of the curve or at least up to speed with the curve, that's often going to be better than, you know, behind the curve. Of course, yeah. So when you take your 40-hour pre-licensing course, you're not really learning everything you need to know about being a real estate agent is what you're saying. Correct. So I often tell people like, when you take that course, it's an introduction to real estate concepts and material, but it's not going to teach you about the day-to-day life of a real estate agent. Yeah, very true. So um, any anything that I um, missed in our conversation here, anything you want to talk about that we didn't already talk about? Um, I think the main thing that I would bring up for people who are specifically thinking about getting into real estate or, you know, current agents or whatever is, I don't know, or just people in the world in general is one of the things that I don't think people think about with real estate up front, but that I see a lot within real estate, um, from like the agent side is that real estate is an industry that really encourages and necessitates personal growth. So, you know, in our culture at large, you know, on the internet, There's a large emphasis right now, I would say, in personal growth, health and wellness, you know, living your best life, however you want to describe it. And when I got into real estate, I recognized right off the bat that there was going to be a lot of transitions, right? So people are moving from one place to another. There's often something happening in their lives that's going to, you know, necessitate that change. And that's kind of an interesting spot, right? There's there's something happening in somebody's life. Um, and it's, it's an interesting place to meet somebody in, but what I didn't realize is that it's going to be a personal challenge as well. And that it really calls you to bring your best self to work every day in a way that many other fields don't even fields that are attempting to make you grow and change as a person. So in real estate, what I found for myself and in coaching people is that You're really challenged to own your life, to own your own energy. You know, we've talked a lot about you and I and people on the team is how to really own your own process, how to show up to work with a positive attitude. And that doesn't mean you ignore the negative, but you figure out ways of dealing with that and you figure out ways of dealing with your setbacks and the discouragement 
so that it doesn't impact your business. It doesn't impact your life. And um, we recognize that that's going to impact how you treat people, how you interact with the world. And if you take that really seriously, it can create a lot of energy for growth and transformation and owning that you're in charge of your life and your attitude and the outcomes of your work. So a lot of different jobs you can show up to and work hard or not work hard and you're going to receive the same pay. But in real estate, if you show up to work and work hard every day with a positive attitude and add value and do that inner work and the outer work, Success is almost inevitable. And that's a very rare thing, both in terms of the way jobs work and in terms of the way that like your inner life works. So it it really is a strange and beautiful and interesting sort of alchemy that a sales job selling houses can be like such an interesting process for people where you can learn so much about like an industry but also so much about yourself and about how you interact with the world and with other people. So I think that's just something that I'd throw in because it's not something I think people think about when they think about real estate and realtors. Um, but it really does challenge you to bring your best self. And if you're doing this job with integrity, which is something that we really want and want our agents to do is to do this with integrity. It challenges you to really bring your best self into work and into your life every day. Really appreciate that. And I think, you know, as we're heading into this market shift where things are changing, right? We might have to work harder to achieve the same results. Um, now more than ever, it's, it's super important on who you work with, right? Who you work with matters. And you want to be around other people that have the same goals and are able to take the time out of their day to train you. And um, I'm very blessed to have you as part of our team to uh, help new agents get up to speed. And um, thank you t- for um, getting on this podcast today and sharing a little bit about what makes you special and our team special and things that new agents should definitely look out for when getting into the business. So um, really appreciate your time today, Richard. And um, I look forward to future success with you. For sure. Thank you, man. All right, All right Richard. Have a great day. 